Welcome to the B-Movie Breakdown, episode number 243. I'm Corey. You absolutely are, Corey. And that's Nick. It's a weekly podcast where we find the humor and enjoyment in awesomely, and awesome, and awesomely bad. Whatever you want to say. Films. Whatever you got. It's awesomely bad and awesome. Okay. Because they're, sometimes they're both, or sometimes they're just upright garbage. It happens. It does happen. But, you know, it's films of the past and present. Um, the good, the bad, the what the fuck. That's, this week's movie kind of goes in that what the fuck category. It does. All because of one detail. Detail, I'm, I've am i decided I've focused too much on it. Sure, just let it go. <laughs> Sometimes things don't have a reason. Sometimes things just happen. Sometimes things just happen, just like this podcast. And you can find this podcast everywhere on the internet. All podcast apps. All podcast websites, it's there. Find it, check it out. I did want to mention that this movie or this week's episode, sorry, is brought to you by Dizzy Diz Rockets. Diz Rockets, huh? Diz Rockets. Okay. This this episode. Okay. Is brought to you by Diz Rockets. Do you want? Does anyone need to know why? And or Barney's how? Beanery. I don't like that. That's you're. That's bad. That's out of context. That sounds. That's bad talk. I don't like it. What's wrong with something called the beanery? I just don't like it. It's bad taste in my mouth. Can we, I assumed coffee shop. Sure. That's what a coffee shop called that. At least it wasn't pizza. What was it? Pizza salads and. It was uh, burgers, salad, pizza. That was the name of a restaurant <laughs> in this week's movie. Uh, you can uh, find us on social media at B Movie Breakdown. And then you can also email us, bnbpodcast at gmail.com. If you have a movie you'd like us to watch, uh, let us know on there, on social media and DMs. Or you can even uh, send us movies you've made. What's DM? Dungeon Masters? Yeah, if you, through the Dungeon Master. you got to send it through him, and then it gets God, to why us. Can't that, why can't I have an app called the Dungeon Master? Where things like, he's like a gatekeeper. He just controls my life. He controls your life. <laughs> well, it'd be, it might be like that movie we watched, The Dungeon Master. True. And, that, and you know, that was pretty... Yeah, suck, get sucked into your phone. Get sucked into your phone. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, if, if you made a movie and you want us to watch it, and uh, it's like on a link or something like that, uh, get to us on the email. Or if you're going to send it, you know, we can figure out that through email as well. Can it please actually be a movie, though? Please? <laughs> Please. Well, we were sent. Um, this week's movie was a movie we were recommended, and uh, because they wanted us to watch it so bad, uh, Ben Dittles from uh, Neon Brainiacs podcast sent us uh, his first '80s nugget for that podcast. His little little segment they do on that show, where he talks about a little fun '80s movie that isn't a horror. I mean, I mean it's, it's a good nugget. I hope no one's disappointed that we don't dwell on other absurdities because the action scenes and shootouts are ridiculous. Yeah, they are. But there's other absurdities that need to be mentioned. Of course. That make the movie what it is. Of course. So, uh, but before we get to what the movie is this week, if you don't remember from the end of last week's episode, you, uh, Nick, do you have some plugs? I just want to plug something. We It's a, it's a death that I feel is explosive that we didn't talk about in the movie, so I'm just going to say now and it can be considered hype for the movie. There's guys in this movie doing bad stuff. We talk about it. One of these bad guys is sitting in a car. Okay. And two of these other bad guys come up to this bad guy and they pour gasoline. He's at a gas pump. They pour gasoline into his car and they ask him for information. One guy has a lighter. He's going to, you know, obviously you can see the, um, you know, the, um, the problem here for our guy inside the car. If this lighter happens to fall inside the car. Well, they get the information. They don't drop the lighter in the car. But then as they're walking away, one guy flicks a cigarette into the car, does the same thing, and boom! And it's absurd. And another point in the movie, uh, Anthony Michael Hall, with a revolver, shoots a plane, and it blows up. It does. With a a small revolver. Normal. Normal. Very normal. Very normal. Happens all the time. There's a famous singer who was piloting that airplane we talked about. (laughs) His body blew up in that plane. Yes. Uh, But that's all you want to plug is... Well, I also just... Well, that's one thing I'd like to plug because it didn't get addressed before and it is ridiculous. But just follow myself on the Scatterville Stories on the Instagram and... What did I say it that way? The Instagram. I didn't like that. What can you do? Sometimes you just talk and you say things. Instagram with the hard G. Yeah, hard... 
yeah, sure. And then um, you can follow. What do I want to talk about? Weird and Feared, baby, on the Instagram. And uh, Weird and Feared is a podcast I do with my good friend Zach. We talk about monsters, madness, and mayhem. You should check that shit out if you are so inclined to do so. If you like bizarre things and spooky stuff and crazy creatures, go ahead and do that. All right, go ahead and do that. Yeah. And then uh, go ahead and maybe it's on YouTube for free, but it's never been released on DVD. It's never released on Blu-ray. It's on VHS and on some movie channels in the past. But this week's movie is 1986. Anthony Michael Hall vehicle known as Out of Bounds. It's the best of the worst B-movie breakdown 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 Yeah, what do you want? (laughs) Yeah, man, what do you want? What I want to know. What do you want to talk about, or what do you want to know? What I want to know. I want to. I'm going to ask you a question. Okay. Well, I'll give you an answer. See if it's the one you want. So, say you're a drug dealer. All right. Hypothetically. And you you know somebody stole your drugs. You know where they live. Yes. And you're gonna go in and kill them. You're looking for the drugs. Like you want those drugs back, right? Yeah, because let's say, let's say hypothetically, maybe you have drugs in a red bag, and somebody else on an airplane has their belongings in a red bag, and they grab the wrong red bag at the airport, and they go off. Yeah. You realize drugs are not in your red bag, so you go to hunt someone down to get the red bag with your drugs. Right. Hypoth- is that what you're talking about? Right. Okay. So yes. Okay. So if you're going to get that red bag, okay. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Are Are you gonna kill everybody? Say you're a murdering drug dealer too. Sure, like so like a real bad one. Yeah. So uh-huh. you're, you know, are you gonna kill everybody and then just take your drugs? Or are you gonna kill two people? Not one of them. Leave the third person alive who took your drugs and not take your drugs back. And would I <laughs> stick one of those dead bodies in a closet, and then just leave someone, leave the other dead body on a bed? My thought process here. Is that they were trying to send a message to oh. who? <laughs> you just want the dr- the whole rest of the movie goes on, right? Just establishing I want the drugs, right? You could have gotten the drugs. This is the thing. What should have happened is for this to make more sense, because really the movie could have been over right there, right? It makes they no sense. Came in, they killed everybody in their sleep. It makes no movies sense. over. So a way for this to make more sense is like Tommy. He goes out. Yes. You know, he goes out for the night. Whatever, he's in L.A. Tommy's his a, brother. Oh, Tommy's his brother. Daryl. Yes. Sorry, Daryl. Tommy is dead in the bed. Tommy is dead. He played football. He has a football ring. It's important just because it gets stolen by this bad drug dealer. This is this is very true. But yes, go on. So Daryl. Yes. He is, uh, you know, he goes out for the night. I don't know why I, kept, why I said Tommy. It's but anyways, fine. he goes out for the night. You know, he's in L.A. Sure. He's having fun, like sightseeing. Sure. Whatever. Diz. Yeah, he could even run into her again. Right. So, then he comes back sure. early in the morning or even that night. They're dead. Yeah. They, you know, they came after him. Mm-hmm. And then now he's like, shit. You know, then this whole thing starts. But still. But like, who was that guy? No, no, but let's just run with your hypothesis first. Okay. So did Daryl go out on the town with his red bag? The bag is still somewhere on the property. It would have been found. True. Maybe, yeah, I guess right? at that point he wouldn't have taken it with he him. He wouldn't have carried his spare change of clothes with him out on the town to do anything. Yeah. I yeah. No, it's, it's, a, just, it's a fun... But, but who was that guy, though, that... Remember he comes and, like, attacks him? Yeah, I almost wish we would have went further back when I made sure go back to that scene. But that guy go, he... That guy gets shot. What is that guy? But he... Okay, so if he was like a thug of Roy's, sure. still in the house waiting for somebody else to pop up... Seems like Roy has no thugs. He's pretty hands-on. Yeah. Well, he has the people he knows that help him out. They're all junkies. So, like, say he had another guy who's helping him out in that scene. Yes. That guy wouldn't have said the things that guy was saying. He would have been like, there he is, or anything. He goes, hey, Tommy, 
you got a backup and uh, blah, blah, blah. He's like a maintenance guy or something. Some sort of maintenance. Yeah, I could have I could have rewatched that. He, I, he yeah. says, he goes, Tom, you got a backup in the plumbing of the blah, blah, blah. So he's just a groundskeeper and gets murdered. He walks in and then and then he's like, hey, well, who are you? And then like. Daryl's like, ah, oh, they start fighting, he got fighting, sh- he got and he shot, shoots right? that guy. Yeah. There's no, like, if that guy walked out and was like, you know, I'm going to find you, and he was one of Roy's guys, it would yeah. make more sense. Like, okay, they, that's, it would make more sense as to why they didn't kill Daryl. You know what I mean? Like, oh, it, the murders, murders just happened. This guy killed these two people. He's... So like he didn't sweet. have a chance to he's look doing for a the sweep of the guy. house yeah. still he's in this other room he didn't make it to where Daryl's staying but that's not the case that's just a guy it seems like it's just a guy he says like stuff a guy would ju- no, I a mean, guy I, would just say I need all the information I can I didn't realize I needed to rewatch the first 10 minutes of this movie before it's we... not even the first 10 minutes that's like 15 minutes yeah, in it's like 20 minutes in well, because you we established Daryl's, we set up this whole family with Daryl, and there's no resolution on his mom. I still think the movie doesn't tell. It feels. I still think it's a dream. I don't care. We just he just never wakes up. You're, from the yeah, the whole time you're waiting for this moment to where because he, and it makes sense that you think this because in the, on the plane he's dreaming about you know like getting it on with uh, Diz, who at this uh, point aka Darlene isn't a friend. She's just a woman on an airplane going to Los like Angeles. Comes on to him, and he's just—that's his right. fantasy. He just wants to, like, you know, he's a—he's from a small little town in uh, Iowa. He's just, you know, he's never seen a woman like that before. He's leaving the family farm. Mom's sick of the farm. She wants to leave. Tommy already left to Los Angeles. Big football dreams, and like, Dad. I don't know how that worked out. He got a ring. He won something. Yeah, maybe it was like a college ring. I, he came out and did stuff. He—they got a nice house. He was—he married his woman. I think he's doing pretty fine. He's doing all right. He has a house with a cut, like a, you know, a spare bedroom, not connected. It's a whole compound. I mean, it's a big house when you walk to. He built it himself, he says, in the beginning. Yeah, this is true. So he's he did pretty well. He made it. Yeah, he mentioned that he wanted to, you know, uh, Daryl to move in with him early on. But what's the, ex- and then, yeah, mom and dad wouldn't let Daryl leave. But what's the explanation? Because mom and dad are basically at least taking a break, if not separating forever. And before she leaves, his mom insists on having Daryl take down the number of the place where she will be, the phone number where she will be staying in Missouri. So as the chaos ends up happening eventually, he tries to call his mom for support or just to tell her anything. Or maybe mention that her eldest son is dead. I mean, she might want to know that. And the number's no longer in service. You should give him a bogus number. So what does that mean? Yeah, well, the mom. I think the mom just wanted nothing to do with the family. So it just anymore. passed him off. Yeah, I think she was just gonna ditch the family. But ditch, then why would you give him any number? Just leave, and be done. And his dad was going camping somewhere, so everyone was just like leaving the house. Yeah, like why didn't he call his old house? Did he not know his old house phone number? He, he called, called that house. Couldn't have called dad. Who looked real sad when he took time yeah, to the airport. I mean, we don't know the dynamic. The mom seemed really upset with the dad. Uh, they lived on a farm, and the mom was just upset about farm life, I guess. I don't well, because they kept losing money. And for what? They're they're burning their savings trying to keep this place afloat. Why? It's a tense, very tense relationship that we get no closure from because Tommy, I mean, Daryl just leaves his family and then his brother gets murdered and he goes on this wild chase about drugs. This wild heroin chase. Because that's that's when the movie kicks in, that's what it is. And you could just enjoy that for the ride. Right. But I don't know how it's still happening. What kind of drug dealer is this? What is Roy doing? Yeah, I, I, I don't, don't get it. He he is somebody that people are after. I mean, onto obviously. You have crooked cops after him. They're probably his former or crooked, partners. Crooked DEA uh, agents. He probably screwed over them. Like it's a whole fucked yeah. up. You know when they were down betrayal. In, when they were down in Nolens. Yeah. He got to in down there in the Nolens. I don't know what you're doing right now. <laughs> I don't know what that is. A Cajun accent. I don't know. It needs to be put in a cage and away from me, locked up and sealed. <laughs> Yeah, the movie did start. It started off in New Orleans, and then it was interesting. The little twist that I thought it was going to keep being there. Uh, after, yeah, now after I, Iowa. Then it went from New Orleans 
showing Daryl and Iowa, I thought he was going to fly to New Orleans. Mm-hmm. But instead, you're back out in L.A. But he's getting his uh, drugs, you know, from the port. I've in, I've in never Orleans. I've never wanted to rewatch the beginning of a movie more, just to see if there's things. Because then it was almost because basically we get a taste of farm boy going away to the big city to go on an adventure. It could have been the Star Wars of the eighties. I mean, I don't know about that. Yeah, it's the same thing. He was even drinking like blue milk. This movie is definitely trying hard to. It's a coming of age uh, story, well, yeah, but it was trying hard it's... to do one thing, where it's trying to turn Anthony Michael Hall into an action star. It's fine. He does a good job. Yeah, he's all right. He, but it's just like he's also know, still a kid. Yeah, he's trying to, you know, get how a... many action heroes back in the day were kids. Well, you had a decent amount of, like... Kids? Teen... Teen action heroes? He might have been a little older than that. He's not Rambo. In the movie, he's playing the kid going away for basically a college-age-bound kid. How old was John J. Rambo? So he's 18 in this movie. Actually? Actually. Yeah, so so he's still a kid. Yeah, but, like, you had, like... You had, like, movies like Red Dawn. Yeah. Action. Right? 18-year-old kids? Those are supposed to be high schoolers in Red Dawn. Mm Mm-hmm. You had Swayze and Charlie Sheen. No, it's true. So you had like movies with in the eighties that were like a, a younger teen type. You had like Toy Soldiers. Sure. That was a movie where the uh, the school gets taken over. You know, you had those types, but I think it was more like, you know, Anthony Michael Hall up until this point was typecast as like the nerd. Sure. He's like the nerdy kid. Yeah. And so I, you know, he's trying to branch out and do something different. And you know they're trying. They figured this was the good, the right vehicle at the time, because even before this, he was on, or maybe when this movie came out, it might have been during the time this came out and slightly before he was on SNL for a season. There was one season where they like really changed things up. Like him and Robert Downey Jr. were both on SNL yeah, they did, they didn't for work. one season. It didn't work. No, it was just like let's get the. Let's get the young comedy stars of right now. Oh, not the same. Not yeah. the same. Not the same as all these people who've been doing this. This is a different style. It's not acting. Right. It's, it's different. It's so much different. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, it's, it, it's. But that's fine. I'm not even, that's not even a problem with me. No. I don't was... understand what, what was going on. No. I, yeah. I don't. This, it's a, it's a movie. This movie, once the brother and the brother and sister-in-law die, I mean, this movie just gets out of control. He kills a man, yeah, uh, an innocent man. He flees from the cops. He pull touches his gun when the cops tell him to freeze. Yeah, he reaches for his gun. And that's why the cops really start chasing him in the first place. Right, because don't reach for a gun around a cop. And then he puts a gun up to a man's head. Oh, my God. Who's on a dirt bike. And forces that man to just dr- just drive. Have a chase scene. It's a whole chase. A whole chase. Which from is the cops. why I thought it was a dream. It was so absurd, so fast. And then he explains to that guy what's going on, and that guy's just like, "Yeah, I got you." Okay. Instead hmm. of being like, "Dude," like you'd think once they got off the bike, that guy'd be like peeling out. Yeah, fuck you. Fuck you, dude. Like you know something like that. Because well, he starts the because uh, Daryl starts saying, "I should go. I should go." Tell the cops, and then like that guy that he kidnapped is like his voice of reason. You can't go to the cops when they want to kill you. He's like, "Oh, you're right, man. I kidnapped." Yeah, what? I don't know, man. I still think it's a dream. It could be. And we just never—he never wakes up. The plane crashed. The plane crashed, Corey. That's what happened. He went up. He had the dream. The plane crashed. He had a dream. He fell asleep and had a dream. Or maybe that's just the thought you have when you're orgasming, fucking a, uh, a uh, flight attendant. She wasn't a flight attendant. Yes, yeah, she was. She in was, his dream. Oh, in the dream, yeah. The, which the point that I'm I'll talking just, about. Uh, but I'm, I'm going back to the second dream. Second dream. Dream, within, dream may, a little dream. Maybe, re, maybe reality. Right. Maybe either it's the vision you have when you're the euphoria of having sex a thousand you know feet in the sky, or he dreamed about that crashed, died, and then this was his heaven. He dreamed of having a big life outside of Iowa. He died in a plane crash, and then this is this is what the universe gave him as his heaven. 
He was a hero. He got the girl, killed a bunch of bad guys. It was real cool. I mean, I. That's all I got. It seems like it does seem like a, a dream. It does. The whole movie does. It's. Were we uh, supposed to watch all the credits? Would it have told us then? Was there an end scene? Oh, this was all a dream. This was says at the very end. Uh huh. Or it's like, uh, there's like that. I never obviously watched that TV show. I think it's like uh, what? Saint Elsewhere. I think is the TV show. It's about a that, hospital a or show. something. Um. Yeah. So the at the end of the show, the whole show takes place in this like you know in this hospital. But in the end of the the very end of the series, there's like this, uh, like you see it's like snowing, mm-hmm. and then this like it zooms out, it keeps zooming out, and it's like a snow globe. Fuck. And then it's like this kid Tommy or something that was like, he's holding this snow globe, and he's like a handicapped kid. So the whole show is just inside the snow globe. Inside this handicapped kid's snow globe. I remember, I remember, it's like this infamous thing. Like, because yeah, it was like, what? Because, yeah, it was one of those, like... Oh, <laughs> it's like, whatever. That's like what you wanted this to be. Wait, right. Like, or at s- the end, it's just like, ta- it's just like Daryl on the plane with a snow globe, or well, waking up from a drink, and like, you know, this, like, it's weird, or it doesn't even, this, he's on the farm still in Iowa. Uh-huh. It's like this weird, like... What I was hoping was that it would be like a Wizard of Oz type scenario, or like an Alice in Wonderland, or like Wizard of Oz, where he'd, like, wake up around a bed... And he, something happened. He fell off the tractor. He hit his head. He wakes up, and everybody's around him. And these are all people he's known. I mean, we didn't know that, you know what I mean? But the, all these people he's known have been, like, the drug dealers, the people he's murdered, which is fucked up, but it's a fucked up version of that. Right. He's so like, oh, I had a dream, and you were there. And you were there. Or he just got transplanted to a different, some kind of weird world. It's a... Wizard of Oz, man. Yeah, it's what I want it to a, be. It's definitely a bizarre... But, like, it's only bizarre because I don't understand the logic involved of why you wouldn't look all over a house. I guess it could just be a very normal movie where somebody was dumb. And then it just became... Right? Rory didn't seem that dumb. Right. And he, he admitted that he was the one that killed them. It wasn't even, like, guys of his. Right, he was taunting him at the end. Yeah, he yeah, mentioned like straight up... Like your brother... What? Why did you kill him then? Doesn't make any sense. Doesn't I just make don't know any why sense. he didn't kill them. Like it's funny because I'm looking up the people involved in the making of this movie. Yeah. And the guy who wrote this movie, he really just wrote a bunch of TV before this, a random TV, and then like this was like one of the only movies. But there's no thought. And then the guy who directed this only directed two things. This movie yeah. in, a, in a movie with Clint Eastwood called Tightrope that takes place in New Orleans. Interesting connection there. That's it, though. But, Two the, but there's no, like, debate. I feel like I'm I'm just supposed to accept what I saw, and that's just how the world is. But I, I feel like there's more to it. Really? I think that's what you're supposed to do. I think you're just supposed to accept. I can't. I can't do that. Because I envisioned a concept that was cooler. Because the action part's... It's fun and exciting, and it's it's a good romp. But the whole time, I'm like, "How is this possible?" Right, because it's insane. The the mo- it's literally just insane. Like for this, like this is like the whirlwind spiral that you go into. It's almost like an anti like don't look look what happens when you move to L.A. L.A. is so bad. I mean, he goes from being an Iowa kid. I mean, he could throw a knife real cool in the beginning. He could. He was a good knife thrower. Which why did he go do that in the circus? Because it wasn't 1812. He just wanted to go to a bigger city. <laughs> what do you want him to do? <laughs> he had other avenues of success in a modern America than joining the fucking circus throwing <laughs> knives. <laughs> yeah, he could throw knives at a lady on a wheel. Yeah, I know. Yeah, man, I don't know. Her, him, and uh, Diz, they can go around the country. He can spin her on a wheel... Well, talk about Diz. She was an actress. She was an... Uh, we, well, well, I know. I'm just saying. We were told her. she was an actress, Correct. and she was in such movies as Massacre in Blood City uh-huh. and Psycho Sluts in Hell. These are the things she asks him on this plane. Like, have you ever seen these movies? What if he said yes? Yeah, we're, that that would be a different world. 
Because then she would have been like, oh, you have? And, he, and she would have had to explain like that she was like an extra or something. Yeah, oh, no, I was in the back. Yeah, I wasn't. Because she was not in these movies. We find out later. Speaking of extras in the back, there was a man in the police station who was like a... I can only compare him to one Michael P.S. Hayes. That's exactly who it was. <laughs> That's exactly who it was. If you're a wrestling fan, you'll no know what else. we're talking about. There was no one else. Michael P.S. Hayes. Yeah, we had fucking Bad Street in the back. <laughs> it was him. It was him. That's who it was. That's the only explanation I have as to who this man was. What other man can you think of has bleached blonde hair oh and a God. dark beard? Oh my god! And wear ridiculous clothes. It was like it's well, funny. He wears more. I think he wears more ridiculous clothes like now than he ever did. Yeah, because you just decided forty years ago this was who you are, and he just it, turned it just into this like esca- white pimp. It has to keep escalating, right? I mean, with a fanny pack. When, I mean, when wrestling is your life. And when your former wrestling, like, persona had to do with, like, a Confederate flag sometimes, like, maybe you just really just want to distance yourself so far. Go the other way. Right. Yeah. You were this absurd. Now you're this absurd. True innovator. Changing your look. Yeah, that's literally the only explanation I can get. I can think of for the, that guy's insane like look. Floor, there are a lot of weird extras like in this teal, movie. Like a teal and pink floral, uh, floral shirt. Yeah, there are a lot of weird extras in this movie. There was that lady at that like skate park. Everybody was at tables yeah. or skating or biking, and this lady is like in a nice beach dress, just like sitting in a lawn chair. I mean, like super a, bizarre. Very bizarre. And we talked about well, because he was having a dream. He wakes up from the dream, and then, quote-unquote, real Diz, because I still insist this is dream world. <laughs> real Diz. But real Diz is like, were you having a dream? One time I had a dream where I was talking to these nuns, and I walked through a tunnel, and I came out, and they were penguins. And then there's nuns behind her. And there's nuns behind her. So that seems like it's more surreal and more dream-esque, like, weird type of thing going on. And then we go to her apartment, and it's full of penguins. Right. So still thinking surreal stuff. Right. So like, okay. Right. We're doing something kind of quirky. All right, cool. And then I guess it's not anything like that. I wonder I wonder if Ben Didles, who sent us this film. I feel like maybe I'm not even maybe there's more things I need to know and I'm not I didn't I didn't take away. I was obsessed with one element that I missed other things in the film that I should have known. Well, maybe Ben knows some more information about this. And like I feel like we should hear from the man himself. He's he has sent us an audio clip discussing oh, his, has he? his love for this film. Well, we should hear it. Yeah, we will play it right now. Yeah, okay. What is up, B-Movie Breakdown listeners? My name is Ben Deedles. And my name is Greg Harrington. And we are the hosts of Neon Brainiacs, an all-80s horror podcast. Mm-hmm. And you know what? Every week, Greg, I pick a movie that isn't necessarily horror. It's my 80s nugget, if you will. It's true. I've heard a few of these. And the very first 80s nugget was Out of Bounds, starring Anthony Michael Hall, a very little scene B movie from 1986. True. True story. Do you recall this, Greg? Yes, I do. This was Anthony Michael Hall's um, possible action hero twist. Yes, where he decided he wasn't funny anymore and he wanted to be an action movie star. And the movie is weirdly fascinating to watch. So uh, the lovely guys at B-Movie Breakdown were so kind enough to do an entire episode on my film, Slaughter Drive, which is currently streaming on Amazon Prime. Mm-hmm. Plug, plug, plug. Um, and you know what? I just thought it was so cool that they reviewed my movie. I decided to – they were looking for suggestions, so I sent them a copy of this. And uh, guys, I'm sorry. You know, that's that's all I can really say. I'm really sorry, but – I'm very interested to hear what you have to say about it. Um, I weirdly like it. I don't know why. I can't explain it. It's just one of those movies that's so bad it's it almost turns good. It's no Johnny B. Good. No, no. It's well, yeah, it's not it's, that bad. It's not that bad. Yeah. Johnny B. Good is terrible. But um, this is almost as bad as Johnny B. Good. So I can't wait to hear what you guys have to say about it. Um, so... Yeah, without further ado, uh, let's hear you guys trash this movie. Enjoy. 
Well, that answered all my questions. So I, thank God. I really think it did. I think it answered most of my questions. Thank thank God I had heard that just now and we paused and you played it for me. Yes. Thank God it was in our possession. Yes. And I was able to absorb it into my being. Yes. Uh, I mean, the man loves this movie. What can you say? It was a, it was the first ever 80s nugget on uh, the Neon Brainiacs podcast. I did I did miss the pterodactyl he talked about in the background, though. We were talking about crazy extras, and I missed that one. Uh, yeah. I, I guess there was a pterodactyl somewhere. Weird. Just flying around, I guess. So, soaring what around. What was the pterodactyl from Pee-wee's Playhouse? Maybe it was that one. It was, um... His, yeah, his name was Pterodon. Terry. It was Terry. Terry... Don. Yeah, Terry the pterodactyl or pterodactyl. Yeah. Yeah. Was this, it was spelled with a P, wasn't it, though? Or uh, was it a T? I don't know. I don't remember the spellings of the characters. I just remember, oh, Terry. I love that, though. As a child, I learned that very important part of English, and it's like the only thing, like, how many other things is P silent in front of? Right. I, uh, Pharmacy. Like, dummy. PH sound makes an F. It's not silent. No. Pharmacy. Oh, my God. <laughs> Pharmacy! Oh my god! <laughs> Pharmacy! Hey man, I'm just gonna spitball here. Can you think of another word that P is like silent in front of? Like, I'm there I'm, There might be some, but I can't think of them. Pharmacy! It's not even the... S- oh my god. <laughs> Pharmacy! Am I in a fucking dream? Is this real? Is this real life? Where am I? Am I in a plane? In a bathroom making out with Diz? What am I doing? No, just thinking about how to sound out pharmacy and it's silent P sound. So then that would be the H with the fuss sound? None of this is good. None of this is good at all. <laughs> Throw this in my lap. I just said the Didn't next... Didn't you invited me over here to take a dump on me. I just said the next... The next P word I could think of where P didn't sound like a P. Yeah, but that's not like what we're p- talking about. I know. Silent P's, man. Silent P's. There, there, I'm sure there's another word. Well, now I'm, gonna, now I'm going to look it up. Silent P words. I'm sure it exists. I know. I was just asking for your thoughts, and that's what you <laughs> I gave I gave me. you garbage. Silent P words. Pneumatic, pneumonia. Oh, there we go. Pneumatic. Psychiatry. Yeah, there's a lot. Yeah, see? Psychic. Uh-huh. And I got pharmacy. Thanks, man. Psalm. See? That's, this is all I was looking for. I couldn't think of them. I extended an olive branch to help my brain work, and I got a pharmacy. You shut it down. Psycho, a movie we've watched on here. Uh-huh. See, those are all good. A series? Perfect. Yeah, all things I could have said. No, not what you did, though. I said pharmacy. Pharmacy. For humor. No, you're the master of moving, moving these little goalposts about what you were meaning to say after the fact. No, that's what I said. That's what I meant. I learned it from Tommy. He moved the goalposts. That's why he was no longer in football. Oh, cute. Somebody else likes to move goalposts. not going to talk about him. He's just running the country that we live in. Poorly, I might Ireland? Add. Yes, I'm talking about... Conor McGregor. Conor McGregor. <laughs> Rules Ireland. <laughs> yeah, they, they crowned him king. You missed that? Uh, yeah, I, I did miss that. He punched out their prime minister and became king. Oh. It's a, quite a dictatorship over there and now. He's, he's had so much time to still make commercials for his whiskey and everything, saying, too. Um, well, that's what you do when you're a king. It's all mm. about, it's all about, when you rule a country, it's all about upping your brand and making money for yourself. That's what America's taught me. The, the, the land that we love. I do, I do, I do love this land, especially a land where a, uh, a kid like Daryl yeah. can truly prove his innocence. Yeah, you but know, in continued a, to committing murders. It was self-defense. To a point, and then he followed a guy along for a ride. Why'd he do that? Yeah, that guy he follows for a ride is who uh, a DEA agent who we find out was a former DEA agent. He is suspended. Yeah, and uh, for good reason because he's dirty. He's very dirty. And yeah, once we, you once you realize the cops are you know taking care of this, but you know what? He went with him because it's revenge for his brother. Right. So then he's all in. He, yeah. He's the here I go. Yeah. He wants that revenge. He does. 
you know, brother, sister-in-law, loved him. Clearly, they were going to give him a better life than he was going to tell his, his brother could ever give him. He was going to tell his brother some bad shit, and then we never know what that is. Yeah, we never. Found it never out comes what that, back uh, what that is. You know how I talked about movies that start one way and end up being a completely different movie. I mean, this is not quite throwing vampires in my face, but it's very because the first chunk of the movie is just like wiped away. It just doesn't matter. Right. Just like he's here in Los Angeles. It's all this getting him to L.A. And then it's like, here's an adventure. Yeah. What? The adventures of Daryl Cage. And he tells Diz at one point that my family doesn't even matter. Yeah. He's, well, that's after he can't get a hold of his mom. Right. His dad, clearly there's a lot of issues there. Mom, too. Uh, clearly some reasons why he's moving out to L.A. and yeah, why his brother left, too. She's broken down. What well, doesn't seem like a healthy place. No. So he's just given up on it completely. Though his dad did seem pretty sad. It was awesome. I mean, for all we know, his dad tried everything he could to make things work, and it just doesn't. everything well, just fell apart. When he says sometimes things just don't work out the way you want to, even though you wanted them to. It's like, Jesus Christ, man. Yikes. Sad dad. He was going camping. Maybe that meant, like, committing suicide. It did. He was gonna. He was gonna. He was gonna pitch a tent in his brain. Oh my god! I figured it would be hanging. No, he's gonna take a long nap by pitching a tent in his brain. Oh, driving that spike. It's that rough. Tent spike. That's rough. Uh, one thing that it really. Uh, I mean, it was an interesting thing to like get away from the cops in this movie, where he changes his look, but he's still like he didn't really change his hair much. He slicked it back, dude. It was the, kind of the same style. And he died at black. Anthony Michael Hall style. And he died at black. The only thing that helped was that the police sketch was like a kid with bangs. He, like big, giant, long bangs almost in front of his eyes. He died at black. Doesn't that shit look like cartoons now? But like, that's what they had to do. Yeah. That was, you know what I mean? Yeah. Obviously, we both know that's what they had to do. Yeah. But as opposed to just like having a picture somewhere that you could even, like just print out and carry with you. Yeah. That wasn't happening. Just uh, sketches everywhere. Uh, one thing, though, I wanted to mention something about a couple characters in this movie. One being the character of Marshall. Yes. This, like, uh, know-it-all street hustler type guy. He's uh, friends with Diz. Catcaller. Uh, Catcaller. Uh, wannabe, you know, black guy. Uh, he, they couldn't have had a character that was more... A, why didn't they just cast a black guy? Because the point is that he's this out sleazy. of touch like scumbag. He's an out of touch. And he's, he's acting. He's just not. He's just. He's just not being. He's not a genuine person. Yeah, he's, he's trying to. He's basically anything. acting like your run of the mill, stereotypical, like eighties pimp, sleazy black guy. That's like the. That's like the what he's trying to be. Like I'm a tough, like pimp, like black, like that kind of character. Like the stereotypical. He's certain. He's certainly a thing. And he. Uh, he is played by the guy who played Styles from uh, from Monday Night Raw. From Monday Night Raw, interesting. AJ Styles. He did deliver that phenomenal forearm. Yeah, AJ. He had the same kind of hair. Yeah, a little bit, a little, little sleazier. He had gloves on. Yeah, fingerless gloves. I never saw him put them together. Everybody had fingerless gloves on in this movie for the most part. Uh, but no, it's, the character's name was Styles from Teen Wolf. Played Michael mm, J. Fox's best styles. friend uh, in Teen Wolf, uh, if you remember. Uh, that lovely film. Not from Georgia. Another, another. you know what, when you really think about it, another weird film. Do for a, a rewatch, a, I guess. A, a teenager, you know, turns out to be a werewolf. Well, that's a story as old as he time. He plays on the, the teenager plays on the basketball team. He shows up for practice one day as the wolf. Well, Everybody accepts it. They let this wolf man play on their basketball team. Hey, that's a better he America. He has super po- like human powers. It's a better he's America. He's dominating. It's a better America. As teen, as the teen wolf, he's the talk. Nobody's scared. Well, it's like the type of... of this wolf man. Because there's no rule that says a wolf man can't play basketball. No, but, I mean... You've be... seen Air Bud. <laughs> this is true. It's the same type of rule. Oh, well, even with Air Bud. Why, why is nobody on the Because it doesn't say a dog can't play. But why isn't anybody on the opposing team like, all right, what are we doing here? Because a dog, it doesn't say a dog can't play. It's by the book. It's by the rules. Dog can play basketball against humans. And football and soccer and go to space. hockey or whatever other it, sports. Dogs can be astronauts. They can. Monkeys have gone to space. That's true. So they why usually don't dogs? Come, they, most of them didn't come back yeah, alive. Most of them don't come back alive. I'm assuming a dog probably wouldn't even like... Make it through like the launch. 
No, they've sent dogs to space. The Russians sent dogs to space. More like skeletons? No, the skeleton. Yeah, they sent a skeleton dog to We're gonna learn from sending dog skeleton to space. Well, it went to space. Still dead, right? Yep. Dead dog. Cool. Alright, put him in the ground. In the ground, they just shoved him out into space. This project cost the... 12 million rubles. <laughs> it was the dog's wish to be sent into space, his bones. Yeah, dog. It was dogs... in the dog's will. Yeah, the rules of the rules of the, the the code of the cosmonaut doesn't say we can't send a dead dog to space, so we're gonna fucking do it. It's what he put in his will. Maybe they took him to the pharmacy before. Oh my god. Um, I thought you were gonna say that's just going to the going upstate to the farm. No, the the character of Marshall is a very unique individual who is very over yeah, the top. Who, who else is in this? And it's very almost slightly offensive in in a few ways, uh, as you might have heard from what I was explaining of how he's acting. Uh, also, you know, you got the main, main bad guy, Roy. He is a character actor that's been in a bunch of TV shows. I recognized him from the first couple seasons of uh, Sons of Anarchy. Uh, but he, he he's a dead ringer for, like, young Eric Roberts. He is a unique man. I've seen him in many things, yeah, evidently. He, yeah, you probably also saw young Eric Roberts and confusing it with him. I never, I didn't, I don't think it looks that much like him. Young. If you look, if you looked at a younger Eric Roberts. I mean, yeah, it's like, a, they're like bad characters of each other, but they're not, the, they don't look but, the same. Uh, but more importantly, one uh, thing I wanted to mention, aside from Anthony Michael Hall being in this film. Yeah. The man known as Meatloaf mm-hmm. is in this film. Yeah, he plays a role he's very well he, he knows a lot about the kind of role he played yeah he's just a junkie he's a pilot who can fly he's planes. a pilot and he's also a junkie he's a licensed pilot again the planes in effect is that is that is that some kind of metaphor with the plane crash that Daryl was in that sent him on this afterlife maybe romp? it was a bus crash instead of a plane crash because there are buses in there too I don't know maybe it's just a thing about transportation maybe this whole movie is a metaphor for transportation it's just don't leave Los Angeles. He never drove a no, car. No, don't by leave himself. Iowa. No, that's what I meant. Don't leave Iowa. All, don't go to Los the Angeles. The Iowa State Board uh, paid for this movie. Okay, oh. stay in Iowa. Tourism Board for Iowa. They they paid for this. But yeah, Meatloaf's in this movie. He just plays like a guy, like a random guy who's in like two tiny scenes, and one of those scenes he gets shot and dies. Super bizarre, because at the time, Meatloaf was in, like, movies here and there. He was in, like, Rocky Horror Picture Show way before this. And then, like, a few... Oh, he was? And a few movies. Oh, I didn't know. Um... No, no, just being an asshole. Uh, So, like, a few movies here and there, but, you know, not more so in, like, the mid-90s to now. He's been in some more films uh, since, but... Uh, I'm pretty sure he's in a Patrick Swayze movie called Black Dog, where it's like a, about these like truckers and they get involved with mixed up with some like drug or something going on. But Patrick Swayze is like a trucker. I'm pretty sure Meatloaf is one of the other truckers. Uh, but I mean, obviously, more famously, Meatloaf was in Fight Club. I think it's probably his most famous acting role. My, I think I'm wrong there. No, I don't think you are. And I think that's probably his most. But but just when he was first on screen, I was like, "Well, that kind of looks like Meatloaf." Yeah, and, I was, and then I scrolled the IMDb. Oh, you know, it is, yep, it's Meatloaf. It is Meatloaf. It's one hundred percent Meatloaf. One hundred percent Meatloaf. <laughs> that's gonna be the name of his uh, autobiography. Oh God. One hundred percent Meatloaf. Well, right, yeah. Or right out of the oven. Whatever you want. Bad out of. Well, I mean, that's the obvious. Bad out of hell. Yeah. I was yeah. trying to think of something to cool or replace hell with. I got nothing. I got nothing either. Uh, but yeah, Out of Bounds, it's a it's a really absurd movie. It, and you can't find it on DVD anywhere. It's um, never been released on DVD. Weird. Ever. No Blu-ray, no DVD. It's a lost My- it's Anthony Michael Hall st- film. Stuck in its own purgatory. It really... It'll, it's one of those where it'll find, like... A Shout Factory or Scream Factory or uh, Vestron Video. Or... I just feel like I'm. I watched the movie hung up on the wrong thing. You wanted something else, and it just didn't but I don't it because otherwise that doesn't make any sense. Right. Well, you wanted you wanted an, an outcome, an that explanation, made sense. right? Or just like how did it get? Why? Why didn't the drug dealer take the drugs? Why didn't he look for them better? And why didn't he kill Daryl in his sleep? He killed everybody else. I got nothing. If, if anything, if the other, if his brother and sister-in-law were awake, he killed those two people while they're awake. The easier target is Daryl, sleeping. 
Walk in, right. bang. Take my drugs. I mean, obviously the movie's over at that point. There's no movie. But you could have... But like we said before, there could have been other ways for this movie to still exist. Like, Daryl is... Like, he brings that bag with him to do whatever. Or he doesn't quite make it to the... Or, I don't know, he goes... He's he left the bag in the car, and he goes out to the thing. Sure. Any, I mean, there's a million reasons. Get him, out, get him in the bag out of the house. Yeah, you get him in the bag out of the house, then the rest of the movie makes total sense. The way the movie is played out, it makes zero sense. Even if he's outside in a little cottage, go to the cottage. Yeah, if you're you, looking you, at the compound. You're it, looking for drugs. If you're Roy, you're... And clearly, he was scouring everything. The house was a mess. Right. So it's not like he wasn't looking. And everywhere else he went, he wherever he was looking for the drugs, he always turned over like every single thing. So confused. Very confusing. I don't know. I don't know. Either. That's all I got, man. That's all I got too. And uh, for next week on the podcast, we're going to slip. You know, we're going from one Anthony Michael Hall vehicle to another Anthony Michael Hall vehicle. What? It's a uh, odd. It's a movie that I've wanted to watch on this podcast for what? a while. What are we doing? Finally available on Amazon Prime Video. And what's that? It's been talked about, I think, before on this podcast. But I figured one Hall movie to another Hall movie. Okay. Uh, a movie that Stan Winston directed. Okay. He hasn't directed too many movies. You have my attention. Well, mainly just does the effects. So I don't know how many other movies he's directed, but this is one he's directed. And it is a movie that is uh, in some markets, for whatever reason on Amazon Prime, it's uh, called Upworld. I don't know why. In some markets, it was just called Upworld, but on Amazon Why Prime, are we doing Upworld? It's called Upworld. But it's. Oh I God. always knew it. It looks fucking terrible. I always knew it as a gnome named Norm. Yeah, it looks fucking terrible. And gnome is with a G, and Norm is with a G. Naturally, Norm. I mean, gnome with a G, but. Yeah, how many? Hey, how many letter, other words do you think with a silent G in front well, of? Well, I think in this movie, at one point, either the character of Norm either pronounces his name Gnorm or pronounces Gnome Gnome. One of the two. I can't. I I, I could be bold and pr- say it's one or the other. Let's get out of here. But uh, get, get out of here. But the poster even says Anthony Michael Hall, and then it says The Adventures of a Gnome Named Norm. So this movie has three titles essentially. Talking about a three-title picture. <sighs> three titles too many. And with a no, uh, this cop's got a brand new partner, and a lot of explaining to do. Great. It's a 1990 fantasy comedy. Jerry Orbach also. Who says that? In this film. Who says it's a fantasy comedy? Wikipedia. <laughs> Wikipedia man usually got my back. I don't know if that's a fact or not. I can't. Can't confirm nor deny. Oh my! The uh, goodness, good goodness. I know, I know. This is something you've been looking forward to. Um, but once we watch, one thing I want to anybody who goes out there and watches this movie because uh, it's on IMDb. I mean, it's, it's IMDb. I, uh, it's on. IMDb does have a service now called IMDb Free Dive, and it's connected with Amazon Prime, and you can watch stuff even if you, even if you don't have Amazon Prime. You can watch stuff on Free Dive with com- with some commercials. Cute. So it's not everything that's on Prime. It's like other stuff that's not on Prime, but it's on Free Dive. Anyways, oh, one thing I want you to think about when you're watching this movie: imagine being a ten year old kid. I don't know how old I was when I saw this movie. That's all ten. I do is imagine you watching these fucked up things as a small child. Ten. And like flipping through the channels at late at night, it just explains and you come across so this movie, and oh your mind is just like, "What's going on?" And then you have to look in like the TV guide from the night before, or what was on TV the night before, and you see this is the name of the movie, and only ever seeing that movie that one time on accident. That's this, what this. That's that's how this I discovered whole, this movie. This whole show is just a character study of you, and why you are the way you are. And by the way, uh, the only other full full length film that. Stan Winston ever directed with Pumpkinhead. I knew that. And then he directed the... I didn't know that. The d- music video for You Could Be Mine, Guns N' Roses, oh, I thought for the Terminator 2 soundtrack. I thought you were going to say the music video for Pumpkinhead. No. And then he... Di- apparently, I thought James Cameron directed uh, this, but apparently Stan Winston did the T2 3D Battle Across Time. The Ride. Badass. Directed that. So, uh, interesting. Stan Winston, man. He made Turner happen. It's important. Yeah, Stan Winston him. ruled. He was he was a great dude. So, True. Uh, so yeah, next week we're watching the Stan Winston directed a gnome named Norm. 
He directed that? Yes, that's what I was saying before. He's one of the only films he's ever Oh, that's directed. right. You mentioned that. I As soon as you said that I was on board, then I wasn't. And then you weren't You weren't on board when I said Gnome Name Norm. This is like... Oh. Also known as... If you're looking for it on Amazon Prime Video, then I, I know everybody is. Upworld. Look for Upworld. Yeah, because that title sounds watchable. And then you're like, oh, no. no I saw it as a gnome named Norm, but I didn't know what the movie was called when I watched it. So I could, I, I probably only watched like 45 minutes of the movie. And how long did you, how you've I obsessed? Probably like, I probably, I went in like halfway. You've obsessed about it for like 20 some years. Oh yeah. Yeah. I, you know, it's a, it's the one that I've always wanted to see. And I've, I've, ever since like the internet was a thing, I've always Googled trying to find it. This is so revealing. I'm learning so much. Because this movie, it was just like, what, what, what is this? I can only imagine the Google we, searches you try to type we in. We all had those movies though. No, I knew everything I watched at all times. You did not. I was like, I know what this is. Nailed it. Even like some trauma movies, I'd be like, oh my God, what is, the, you know? I don't know if and, I'd ever accidentally come across a trauma movie as a child. Because I would watch USA Up All Night and they would show these like. Maybe I had. You know, they, it wasn't like Joe Bob Briggs where they're showing like Jason for, and some other ones of those They Live and Pumpkinhead at times. Sure. But you know, they would show like on USA Up All Night, it'd be like Tammy and the T-Rex. Some like real B, 80s, 90s B movies, Frankenhooker, stuff like that, that they're showing on USA Up All Night. So that, um, but this one was an HBO watch for sure, No Name Norm. And Anthony Michael Hall. Oh my God. Still kicking it. You know, pre, uh, this is post Out of Bounds, but pre uh, Edward Scissorhands. So there we go. It's a sweet gap, I guess. So for B Movie Breakdown, I'm Corey. You certainly are. And Nick is here. Come back next week for more of the best of the worst. All right. You're a gnome. A gnome. Asshole. A goodnight. Fuck you. I'm quitting. This is the last one I'm doing. It's the best of the worst.